The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus told his parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled. By all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. It's an incredibly beautiful moment that will take place in just a few minutes. It's, um, I've often thought that it's interesting that we celebrate birthdays in our bulletin. We ought to celebrate the days of our baptism. Um, it's an incredibly important and significant event in the lives of y'all and your children. And every time that we have baptisms... When we wear white and the Paschal candle is lit, we, um, you may have noticed a pattern. We don't proclaim the Nicene Creed. Instead, we say the shorter Apostles' Creed, and then we ask for God's help on five promises. The last one, will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? will with God's help. It's the, one of the most powerful promises that we make and one that I think about a lot and I know I need a lot of help in figuring out to live out. I want to play on that dignity idea a little bit today, but I, I want to pause and recognize that I think this week has been especially challenging. Um, and I think that the reason that statement is so important is because what it does is it allows for us to be people who proclaim hope. We proclaim the hope of God when we live out these baptismal promises. 
And I have struggled this week. I have struggled at watching on the news after the poor little girl that we have come to know as Cupcake was found. And I have struggled and I have felt anger and towards the people that committed the crime. And um, we, Ann and I, were at a wedding this weekend about three hours away, and in the house we were staying with some old friends, and they were familiar with the story. So it was it kind of struck me at that moment that this story has touched on a much larger community than just Birmingham. And I, whenever something tragic and horrible happens, um, I want to try to explain it. I think that I want to make sense of how God allows these things to happen. And I don't, I will confess that after three years of seminary, about 13 years of working in the church, about six years of being ordained, I still cannot answer that question. But we are here to proclaim hope. That is what we do when we gather together. That's what we do when we live out our baptismal covenant, is to proclaim hope. And so I look for hope, and I look to see it and when I was sharing about this story with some friends three hours away, and they knew about the story as well, what I was reminded is that the reality that everyone cares, the reality that the community has been drawn together, the reality that it seems like there are no differences and all we do is want to show up, we want to be angry, and we want to find hope. That is hopeful. That is powerful, that is hopeful, and that is a little bit of a shining light in the midst of some darkness. I, um, I'm not the biggest fan of this passage of Scripture. It seems like Jesus has a lot to say about the Pharisees, and the Pharisees are people who are really good at following rules. I'm a, I'm a rule follower for the most part. And they are the religious leaders. And so I get a little bit antsy whenever Jesus is calling out the religious leaders, and here I am standing before you, a religious community. And we're all trying to figure out how to follow rules and make sense of all of this. And so the Pharisees that are really good at following the rules and really happy, they are not like this guy over here, the tax collector. And here we are talking about what we're supposed to do. And I find that there's this little pendulum that swings between... Um, I don't think it's too far off to go about what I'm not like one of these murderers or adulterers or tax collectors, I think there's a pendulum that then swings that makes us say, well, I'm really glad that I'm this. I'm really glad that I'm open-minded or I'm really glad that, I'm, or that we are welcoming or whatever it is that we define. And so we kind of swing between this pendulum between what we are and what we are not. And the risk is that I worry is that we judge people on what they're not based on what we think we are. So I um, accidentally stumbled upon a, um, a book review this uh, recently uh, by a bishop that I 
usually disagree with in a magazine that I usually disagree with, which means I probably needed to read it, and that how God works sometimes. And it was a book review about um, a book called Dignity. So how do we become people of hope? How do we strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? And I was struck that the, the book Dignity, and I probably don't agree with quite a bit of it, but the parsing this idea that basically the, the author was saying that there is people in the front pew and people in the back pew. And the people in the front pew are the people that have um, become educated and aware of everything and they have become prosperous in our country and they are in the front pew and they are the people that are lifted up in our midst. And then we have the people in the back pew, which are the people that everybody is struggling to figure out and want to help and want to make better. And so the book review is about how this author has taken this journey from being in you know, a very progressive upbringing and where he believes that him, he and his family are the most woke people to ever exist and then he travels, and he begins traveling in all these McDonald's across the country and just listening to stories and talking with people. And what he realizes is that all the people in the front pew, the risk at least, is they want the people in the back pew. They think that progress is them becoming the people on the front pew. And so... I'm sitting there, I'm like in this magazine that I don't like and a bishop that's reviewing a book that I don't really like to listen to very much. He's not our bishop, it's okay. Uh, wondering how often I judge other people or want to bring them up to where I am. And wondering if a little bit of that is taking place in our scripture in the Pharisee. I'm so glad I'm not like this person but you can almost hear that person would be better off if they were like me. That person would be better off if they were like me. I think that all of us, I am convinced more and more every single day, this St. Stephen's every, every week becomes more of a symbol and community of hope than I ever could have imagined because we reach out and we care and, and, and are inspiring others to do the same. And yet, as I hear the Scripture, I get a little bit concerned if we want to bring people up, fix them in some image that we've constructed within ourselves of what it means to be well. I think the Scripture, to be hopeful, to proclaim hope, is not to see somebody for what they are not. It is just to see people. It is just to see people. Because all of us are the same. We have the same needs, the same hunger, the same desires, the same wants, for the most part. We all hunger to be loved. We hunger to know God. We hunger to be made whole but to be messengers of hope. 
It is not to see people for what they are not. It is just to see them. And I think maybe that's why I've been so moved this past week. Is that in the midst of tragedy, the only thing I've noticed is care for one another. That's where we find hope. When we see other people. Not for what they're not. But just have our eyes opened. Amen. The candidates for holy baptism will now be presented. Will you be responsible for seeing that the child you present is brought up in the Christian faith and life? I will, with God's help. Will you, by your prayers and witness, help this child to grow into the full stature of Christ? I will, with God's help. Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? I will renounce them. Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? I renounce them. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? I do. 